Chapter 17 of Homecraft Rugs, Their Historic Background, Romance of Stitchery, and Method of Making by Lydia LeBaron Walker. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Joanne Turner. Old Patchwork for New Rugs. Patchwork rugs are plebeian floor coverings of patrician ancestry. In this, they are like the quilted rug, though quilting is not employed in patchwork rugs. Moreover, it is difficult to realize that the quaint and crude piecework and pen wiper rugs of early colonial days in America and the marvelous applique rugs that are in museums among the treasures of past centuries can belong in the same category. Yet each is a patchwork rug in the modern acceptation. Not only has the word become flexible, but the work also. To one familiar with needlecraft, the term patchwork is one to conjure up a vision, the gorgeous opus consutum of bygone days with all its wealth of beauty is called to mind. So lavish was this cutwork applique in the heyday of the art that not only were the foundation and overlaid fabrics of the finest, but precious stones and mother-of-pearl were inwrought, and strands of genuine gold and silver shone among the silken threads of the embroidery. It is interesting to note the evolution of patchwork from its natural primitive origin to this pinnacle of perfection, and see how admirably it adapts itself to each requirement even to rug-making. Archaeologists believe that in the first instance, patchwork was the substitution of pieces of cloth in the place of bold splashes of paint or stain to form ornamental motifs and designs on a fabric foundation of contrasting color. It is a natural process of transition. Certain it is that the earliest fragments of decorative materials extant have among them examples of patchwork dating back to the time of King Solomon, 10th century B.C., and it is considered uncertain whether the carving that shows an Assyrian carpet, 705 B.C., pictures an embroidered carpet or one ornamented with patchwork. From these past ages to the present time, patchwork applique has been prominent in needlecraft. A remarkable record, this, showing less fluctuation in fashions than is commonly accorded to any one special type of work. There are periods when the opus consutum, united with exquisite stitchery, was magnificent. Such an era was during the 15th century, when needlework pictures rose to such a height that Botticelli was not averse to being attributed with the invention of decomesso, as it was then termed in Italy. But Varsari, who was responsible for such accrediting, could not have been as learned in needle art as in painting to have been unaware of the inception and rise of the embroidery that in his day was literally a vision of delight. The people of India, whose needlework of the remote past has won the admiration of the world, employed from the first both the inlay and onlay patchwork. So cleverly are these done that they frequently appear to be part of the weave of the foundation itself. 
No patience was too great to exert to bring beauty from this work, and no limit was put on the monetary outlay necessitated. And so we find that patchwork is not a matter of threads and patches, but of artistic applique that has come down to us through the ages. When it is used in rugs, it should reflect some of the inherent fine qualities. Delicate work is not called for. In fact, it is not correct on floor coverings. It is boldness of design and boldness of treatment that suit rug craft, but these can reflect the spirit of ancient patchwork when applique motifs are employed. One of the advantages of patchwork applique in rug craft is the rapidity with which the work can be done. A single bit of colored cloth applied to the foundation gives the effect of innumerable stitches. As a matter of fact, it was for this reason that applique was used in the Middle Ages, and it is as welcome today as then. It is divided into three types, onlay, or true applique, inlay, a fitted or mosaic applique, and piecework, a name fast becoming obsolete in connection with patchwork, but which is perfect in its description, for pieces of material are sewed together to form a smooth, unbroken surface. One piece is not fitted into a space cut to conform in a foundation fabric, as is the case in inlay applique patchwork, but edges are joined or pieced together to form squares, diamonds, or more complicated patterns. All of these kinds of patchwork are employed in modern rugs, but the onlay, or true applique, is the favorite. Felt is the fabric that lends itself best to applique patchwork, as it comes in very heavy weights suitable for foundations, and in lighter grades in a wide variety of colors which work out admirably for the cutout motifs. It is a great mistake to employ lightweight felt for foundations. Felts are being put on the market for rug craft that are so light and soft that they cannot prove satisfactory. They are flimsy for floor covering, which to be practical must lie flat and smooth on the floor without being easily kicked up. Heavy cloakings and suitings are also excellent for foundations. For motifs, any closely woven fabric that does not fray is suitable. Felt fulfills this requirement to perfection. It must be remembered, however, that felt does not withstand the scuffing of feet or any friction that breaks the surface. It grows tougher and firmer by pressure, not by friction. There does come a woven felt that is extremely durable and is obtainable in many weights. It may even be several inches thick like true felt. The woven goods is a warp and weft textile that is also felted. It is, of course, more expensive to buy new than is the true felt, but it is used in paper factories, from which it is often possible to buy it after having been discarded there. It will be far from its pristine color, but it can be cleansed or dyed. With this for the foundation, and lighter weight felt for motifs, the cost of the rug is minimized. Or if the rug maker has heavy cloth for the foundation, 
and pieces of non-fraying material that can be cut into motifs, the rug costs nothing but the labor of putting it together. Designs should not be so simple that they at once proclaim the fact of little work. I have seen a few circles of cloth and a leaf or two in one corner of a felt rug considered ample ornamentation. Since the work is extremely rapid, such paucity of decoration is not commendable any more than it is sufficient. An attractive rug, however, can be made from a piece of material 27 by 36 inches. Blanket stitch a band one and one-half inches wide in black or some very dark non-fraying fabric about the foundation edge, having the band on laid. Blanket stitch the inner edge and bind the outer one with black braid. Five inches above this edge, onlay another similar narrow band and blanket stitch both edges to the foundation. The center, 19 by 28 inches, is left unornamented, while the five-inch border has motifs appliqued to it. These are secured to the foundation with blanket stitches and can be joined when necessary with one-half-inch felt stemwork in curves or straight lines as the pattern demands. These also are secured by blanket stitches along each edge, or they may be worked over in herringbone stitch. If preferred, chain stitch may form the stems. A strong, coarse yarn should be used. A design that immediately suggests itself as appropriate and dignified is a conventionalized lotus and leaf, since it is in Egypt that patchwork is reputed to have originated. As such a design has the desired simplicity and lends itself to quick work, it is admirable. However, any desired design that will fit into the five-inch border space can be used. A design from old seamed pottery called the knop and flower is classic and adaptable. A Persian border design, with its graceful curves of stems encircling full-blown flowers while buds and leaves sprout from the vine, is another with dignity and ease of workmanship. The flowers may be discs of color with indented edges, having stamens and pistils represented by smaller central discs of contrasting color. Centers may form a second layer of applique, as in the old-time button rug, or the larger discs may have the smaller ones set down into it in inlay applique. In this case, the larger disc is but a wide ring from which a portion the size of the center disc has been cut. This is an economical method, as it leaves the inner disc cut from the ring to be used for other applique. Care must be exercised in cutting rings and centers, for the two parts must fit precisely. Join portions after fitting together with herringbone stitch, taken through the rug interlining, or through a piece of cotton cloth on which the ring is basted, preparatory to the inlay work. A rug field may be ornamented with applique patchwork as well as borders, but there should always be a well-defined line marking off the border, unless it is of inlay or onlay of a contrasting hue. Felt patchwork rugs are apt to be unlined and edges left raw. If a lightweight felt is used, 
lining will give it the necessary body. Edges then are bound. Rugs made of cloth other than felt may be bound, or have the lining turned in and felled over the turned back hem of the rug. Patchwork rugs lend themselves well to interior decoration, for not only can wanted colors be included, but even designs from decorative fabrics. One of the more recent forms of patchwork applique, dating back 250 years, called broderie per se, employed motifs cut from creton or other decorative textiles. In rug craft, creton would be appropriate on linen or denim for summer cottages if the designs were suitable in character and the rug were lined to give the correct body. Motifs from heavier fabrics, such as brocades, tapestries, etc., could be used on wool foundations. The ancient method of cutting designs for patchwork applique can be followed as successfully today as in the olden times. Sir George Birdwood tells in his book, The Industrial Arts of India, how it was and still is done, for it is practiced everywhere among the artistic peasantry of Europe. In describing the centuries-old work, he says, quote, They, the women, probably embroidered on cut patterns and worked the larger patterns in applique into their work, and they cut the patterns by folding the cloth double, so as by one undulating or zigzag cut to get a two-sided symmetrical pattern. The method of cutting out patterns in this way tends to perpetuate a symmetrical and rectangular representation of ornament, unquote. There are innumerable patterns of worth made in this way, some of them marvelous in their intricacy. It is a fascinating way to make our own pattern motifs. One rug pattern illustrated is the knop and flower design reproduced from ancient Sindh pottery and found on textiles also. It is classic and lends itself admirably to patchwork rug making. One tree of life motif for the field of a rug is fantastic and fascinating. It can be developed in any colors, the shape being the matter of importance. It is when rug motifs have a background of significance that they become interesting, and all historic ornament has this charm. Modern rug makers can instill this delightful quality into their rugs by employing old motifs or by following their lead when cutting out their own design motifs. Bizarre decoration is transient in appeal, but the classic gains by repetition. This thought should be held in mind, not alone in connection with patchwork rug motifs, but patterns for all rugs in whatever special form of craft they may be made. The quaint penwiper rugs of colonial days combined piecework with applique patchwork, but unfortunately they seldom have any genuine artistic appeal. Indeed, it is amazing how few patchwork rugs fashioned in the rug-making epoch of the late 18th and the early 19th centuries have artistic merit. The most usual pattern was of squares of fabric bound with braid and sewed together to form a rug surface. In each square, or in alternate squares, 
Some cut out motifs, such as a leaf, a circle, or a flower form of contrasting cloth, would be appliqued. Evidently, the old colonial rug makers thought slightingly of patchwork rugs. To rectify such a mistake in judgment, one has but to study the records of ancient work, a glimpse of which has been given. The name of thought work was ascribed to the Armenian patchwork in which folklore was depicted. It is for the modern rug maker to raise the standard of patchwork in rug craft, rather than to copy types lacking artistry. Fortunately, the vogue of patchwork rugs is here, and the opportunity is present. End of chapter 17